Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The spirit was in total free fall before it smashed on the rocks. Pete had one more trick up his sleeve. This is Notable Nostalgia, a podcast with three friends that spent their formative years in the 90s. Join us as we discuss all things from scandals to our favorite movies, TV, and music. Nothing will be off the table for topics. We will bring you fun trivia, debates, informative episodes, top five lists, and much, much more. Our goal is to bring you a fun, broad-ranging, retrospective 90s podcast, but present perspectives of marginalized people like us. Let's get nostalgic together. What's up, Nostalgia Nerds? Thanks for tuning in to Notable Nostalgia, a 90s retrospective podcast. I'm your host, Allie. I'm Andy. And I'm Jeff. And on this episode uh, today, Jeff and I will be debating which was the better television program between Clarissa Explains It All and The Adventures of Pete and Pete. We thought this would be the perfect way to connect last week's episode and next week's, where we interviewed Mitchell Kriegman, the creator of Clarissa, and next week we'll interview uh, Will McGraw, the co-creator of Pete and Pete. So for today's debate, Jeff, you'll be fighting for Clarissa, and I'll be fighting for Pete and Pete, which leaves Andy as today's judge. Andy, since you're judging, why don't you list today's categories and why you chose them? Yeah, for sure. And then I also just want to say Judy in Latin means judge, so Judge Judy is technically Judge Judge. Can we call you Judy? That's cool. It is cool, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm cool with being called Judge Judy, Judge Judy. Ooh, that's a toughie. So one of the reasons I thought this would be a fun episode is because I wanted to go back and watch these shows again. But being an adult, I'm busy. I don't have a lot of time. So I try to, I'm trying to figure out which show to restart first because I like both these shows. So I really don't know if there's one better than the other, but I guess we'll see after this debate. But um, yeah, I wonder who's I mean, going to I think there's me. a clear winner, but the one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Oh, Andy, I mean, you look very handsome tonight. Is your judging? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh man, all right. I'll notate that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So the questions that are going to be answered today, there's five of them. Which is the funniest show? Which has the better family? What show holds up better today? What had more of an impact in the '90s? And what show would be a better reboot? All right. I dig it. Jeff, how, did, how, did, how was your research for this episode? Did you, was it 
Was it easy for you to just pull did, these up or did you need to watch some stuff yeah. first? Um, so I smoked – we, can we talk about that or no? Probably shouldn't. So I, mean, yeah, I, legal I, took, a, I took an enhancer, um, <laughs> a legal enhancer, and I uh, watched Clarissa – <laughs> yeah, I watched you know some Clarissa, and then I um I didn't watch any uh, Pete and Pete. Um, I've seen it when I was when I was younger, and I watched a couple episodes before our interview that airs next week. So yeah, so I smoked pot, and then um and then uh wrote things down is my <laughs> process. <laughs> so, um, all right, sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that worked for Snoop Dogg, and I mean, <laughs> yeah, look at him. Jeff has a cooking show and a, a <laughs> wine industry next week. I haven't yeah. drank a lot of that Snoop Dogg wine recently. Still. Is it good? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't Is really it like called it. like blood. Oh, he's a crip. That'd be. I like it though. Oh Jesus! Because <laughs> you were blue. Oh, he's a crip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Allie? How did you uh, tackle this one? Um, for me, um, I mean, you guys know my passion for Pete and Pete. So really it just came down to putting my thoughts onto paper and, and having some references for what we're about to discuss. So you're more like the Will Smith of the rapper. You didn't do any drugs and you just kind of wrote it down. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's it. I like it. It's like <laughs> both nineties icons, Will Smith versus Snoop Dogg. I dig it. Pow, pow. I don't know. <laughs> God. Oh goodness gracious! Um, so I'm doing Clarissa. Yeah, and uh, so I, and I want to preface this before we get into it, and before we start attacking each other's shows, that I I can say that I love both of these shows uh, tremendously. They have impacted me in different ways, um, so I don't have a problem defending Pete and Pete. Um, it is going to be a little hard kind of trying to take away points from you, Jeff, by attacking Clarissa. But uh, I want to just say I don't mean any harm towards the show. I think it's wonderful. Um, and maybe I can save some more thoughts for after the debate on Clarissa. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I want to say that I um, enjoy both shows. And none of my attacks have anything to do with either show, mainly Allie and her – um, alleged ties to the Saudi government. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have heard about that, so that makes sense. Okay, well, actually, you I haven't heard it until just up. now, but it's all coming together now. <laughs> oh, jeez, it's gonna get messy. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> next uh, Sunday, the FBI is gonna knock on your door. <laughs> uh, well, Andy, you are uh, Judy today, so I'll let you. Decide which categories you want to hear first, and let's start the discussion. Yeah, I was thinking what would have uh, drawn me in first as a child would have been what's the funniest. So I was thinking we can start with that one. Okay. And then who wants to go first? Okay, what number am I thinking of? Whoever gets it closest gets to go first. Uh, I'll guess four. 22. Uh, it was 4,642,000. So, Jeff, you're a little bit closer. Boom. All right. Sweet. <laughs> Okay. So which, what's the question? Which show was funnier? Which show was funnier? All right. This is going to get messy from the beginning. All right. Well, uh, how much time do I have? Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe we should limit it to five minutes per, per person. 
or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. What's funny is I have like a sniffle today too, so I feel like I'm Trump. Um. <laughs> anyways, okay. So okay. So which show was the funniest, or is that what you were saying? Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. No, I just want to say thank you, Andy, for the question. And thank you to our amazing listeners. I just want to say how excited I am to be uh, debating the questions with Andy, which he's created. Andy is skillful as he is handsome. And I personally do not believe any of what Ali has said about Andy behind his back. Um, it was, this is the, this is the messiest one, by the way. The rest of them make more sense. So, um, so it was difficult for me to decide which show was funnier because they're both quite funny. But Pete and Pete, one one fact about Pete and Pete made it impossible for it to be funnier. And here's how. This is going to get messy. Okay. Pete and Pete was one of the sources that is to blame for helping Michelle Trackenberg get a career. It is scientifically impossible to be a fan of Michelle Trackenberg. In addition to her being a bore on Pete and Pete, she's also incredibly unpopular or was incredibly unpopular on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The only explanation that I can think of to how she got added to such a perfect cast on Buffy was there must have been <laughs> there must have been a husband and wife duo of writers, creators, directed whatever uh that broke up because clint was caught having an affair with nancy's sister barb so nancy came up with the idea to trick clint into suggesting that michelle trackenberg be casted as buffy's sudden sister drew now at first the network execs (laughs) at the wb (laughs) loved the idea of having an actress play a role on their show however the network did not realize that michelle trackenberg was cast to be the fabulous sarah michelle giller's sister they thought she was supposed to be a vampire or an ottoman or a tree stump. But it was too late. Michelle Tracking Barf, I went there, um, was in the contract, so they had to keep her. But best believe that they fired Clint almost immediately. Clint and Nancy had a horrible divorce that led to Clint being haunted by the face of Michelle Trackenberg, uh, continuing to get roles for many years while knowing that there was blood on his hands. After 10 years of not speaking, Clint and Nance ran into each other at Applebee's. Nancy was enjoying the two-for-22 deal with her new husband, Paul, which she got when she got up from her booth and walked over to Clint. This is all research I've done. Um, <laughs> he was sitting alone, and she apologized. Clint smiled as he dipped his mozzarella stick into the ranch dressing and apologized as well. He was finally able to let go of the pain that he had been carrying around for the past decade. He finally knew that Michelle Trackenberg's C-minus success in Hollywood was not completely his fault. I guess this is a bad time to tell you that Michelle Trackenberg agreed to be on the show. (laughs) Did she really? No. No. (laughs) She she doesn't have internet. (laughs) So that was was (laughs) – so that was during the point of my being a little intoxicated, um, where I just. <laughs> but anyway, so that makes sense. It's science. So yeah, no, that makes right. sense. I uh, I thought actually, Allie has a special guest. <laughs> Here comes Michelle. She's just crying. <laughs> what was that about? So I think um, you can decide your winner now. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's um, all great, and that's exactly what we were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so that um, was awesome. So nothing on why Clarissa is funny. 
Oh, it's funnier than Pete and Pete. I guess I didn't get to that point with that question, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Um, I guess I'll make my points. <laughs> Um, first of all, uh, I want to say that Michelle Trackenberg is a national treasure, and she was fantastic on Buffy. She was amazing on Pete and Pete, as known as uh, Nona. <laughs> um, and if it wasn't for Nona's character, Iggy Pop would never have been on the show. So I, uh, I think nasty woman. But anyways, as far as why Pete and Pete is the funnier show. Uh, I want to say that I feel that Clarissa builds its humor off of two things. One, family conflict, and two, teenager woes, which aren't necessarily bad, but for how long the series uh, lasted, it does get a bit repetitive as far as the type of humor it brings to the program. Pete and Pete has set itself up to have episode concepts completely wild to close-to-home issues and are still very relatable. They could take any subject as simple as a kid who fakes sick to complex like a kid having to say goodbye to his best friend and turn them all into masterpieces. Uh, Pete and Pete shine in its character developments, even though the Wrigleys are always the focal point. There were countless characters who made the show incredible. Even simple one-off characters are freaking hilarious, like the episode Yellow Fever, where they go on a field trip and we meet Wendell Hyde, a 15-year-old kid who wants to grow up to be a bar mitzvah singer. He loses the group to go sing uh, <laughs> go sing a song called Whole Lot of Man in a Field by Himself. And it's these little minute details that make it so fun to watch today. Uh, <laughs> side characters who are reoccurring are also fantastic, like Endless Mike and Teddy Forsman. And they even play off well with together. For example, in the episode Road Warrior, Pete is uh, getting his driver's license. Endless Mike, who is the, uh, the most famous bully on the show, uh, asks to take Teddy under his wing. So he can torment him through the whole driver's ed course. And, uh, the exact opposite happens. And so like, for example, Mike asked Teddy to watch his parking spot at the school overnight and <laughs> trying to uh, break Teddy. And when he returns, Teddy has, uh, painted Mike's name on the spot, has a breakfast table ready with a full meal and orange juice and newspaper <laughs> ready for Mike. So it's those little details that I think are just hilarious. Uh, even Teddy, uh, there's an episode where he's asked a math problem in class about how long it takes for a train traveling, like kind of, uh, most famous question. And he literally just gets on a train to time it. So he just <laughs> leaves class and gets on the train. <laughs> the show is also known, uh, so well for its sheer absurdity. Uh, Will McRaw, Mil- uh, excuse me, Will McRaw explained it best that it could never be a cartoon because in cartoon realm, anything is possible. But Pete and Pete was able to achieve this without it being cheesy. Like in the episode Pinned, Pete is trying to lose weight so he can have he doesn't have to wrestle Endless Mike the bully, um, and Endless Mike is also losing weight so to keep up with Pete. And in one scene, he actually has his kidney removed so that he can make weight for the wrestling team. <laughs> uh, all those tiny details are spread out through the series so well, um, including like one where their baseball team is all known as the Prosthetics, and so uh, the logo says Prosthetics and it's underlined with a wooden leg, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Um, and then we just cannot forget the incredible lines that little Pete offers throughout the series. And some of those are suck chowder, muscle head, wax my nose hair, blow it out your nose hole. You scrape the legs of dung beetles to ice your cupcakes. No comment grunge bag, bite my neck hair. Good morning, gut buckets. Time to wipe the crud from your eye sockets and bite the wind of another Wednesday. Prepare to die blow hole. Kill me with a brick. And I don't have to be here. I've got a nice bed at home and a mom who gets Turkish radio on the plate in her head. <laughs> Turkish radio. 
<laughs> so those are That's all great. wonderful examples of why Pete and Pete is a very funny show. Um, I'd like to point out that my opponent did not answer the question um, and instead shifted <laughs> installed the entire time. Well, I like that you brought up facts. And, but, you know, Jeff also brought up facts. You did, <laughs> did. make reference to the uh, P and Pete, but Jeff made reference to P and Pete. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is also going to be tough. I did like how you uh, said Michelle tracked in barf because Clarissa hates barf. So that just kind of adds to your point. Totally right there. Ooh, uh, fun fact. Fun fact. Yep. Fun fact, Michelle Trackenberg was on one episode of Clarissa, but she did not get um, invited back. <laughs> I wonder why. Hmm. And I also got her own movie series. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Harriet the Spy. Mm-hmm. I did like how you brought up Iggy Pop because I'm a huge Iggy Pop fan. This is tough. So hmm. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I'm still torn. Jeff, anything to add to the why Clarissa's funny debate? Um, well, it's funnier show. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Okay. Because <laughs> I answer it in other. Wait, if each question, because I answer it when other in other ones too. But no, I, I'm gonna. I'm I'm set. Like Pete and Pete is not as good because of Michelle Trackenberg. I'm good. Bye. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> um all right and so then question two i was thinking growing up mm-hmm. who are around who are we around the most and that's our family so um who out of the two shows has a better family and ali if you wouldn't mind going first this time i would love to uh well family for pete and pete consists of the wrigley's there's mom joyce dad don and the brothers pete And for one episode, we have Grandpa Wrigley as well. The first point I'd like to make is that the Wrigley family, although they are eccentric, are the more relatable family in the series, as the Darlings are an upper-middle-class family, while the Wrigleys are lower-to-middle-class. I feel that they are more down-to-earth and do things as a family together that the Darlings don't do as much. For example, the Wrigleys go on family road trips, they go on vacations, they support each other's activities, and they even do weekly family nights where they experience world cultures and cuisine. Now, to break down the family, mom and dad are both very well main characters of these shows, wherein Clarissa, Marshall, and Janet, the parents of Clarissa, are secondary to Clarissa on the show. Joyce is more iconic than Janet, uh, as she is known for the metal plate in her head, uh, a bit that spans all seasons of Pete and Pete. It's not just like a lost joke that they gave up on, like Elvis. Uh, dad also, Don, is hilarious in the series – and in the series, plays a more pivotal role than Joyce, but to not to discredit Joyce, who is fantastic. I'd like to point out that the show can interchange between main characters and both Pete's, and the show is structured so well that it can have an episode dedicated to Big Pete, another episode dedicated to Little Pete, and we've seen episodes that are even dedicated to Don or Joyce. And there's even combos of all four. We've seen a Joyce and a Little Pete episode in The Call. We've had a Don and Big Pete episode in Range Boy, and some of the best episodes highlight all four, like King of the Road. I think this mistake, <laughs> I think this makes the family stronger as a whole. Well, in Clarissa, we don't get these kind of details in Janet, Marshall, and even Ferguson. And I'd like to add to Ferguson, he is actually a f- uh, family member that you don't like. And in Pete and Pete, I, all the characters are very much relatable and enjoyable. Thank you. Nice. All right. That was, that was a good ending. That was a great ending. If you, uh, meh. 
<laughs> All right. Well, my turn. So I think that um, Allie's a liar. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, <laughs> it's a different type of show. Um, the Clarissa is such a powerhouse that she, um, you don't need the family to be like the main part of it because you can tell the kind of parents they are by how they raised their daughter. Um, and then uh, Janet didn't fall into like a stereotypical, the mom didn't fall into a stereotypical mom role at the time. She was a working woman, uh, environmentalist, organic food enthusiast the dad had funny lines and was entertaining part of the show too i think sam in my opinion is considered a family member because of just how uh, how pivotal he was and how what a close uh character he was to um clarissa and the family and he also had storylines or uh not storylines but like interactions with each individual family member at one point or another so i consider him part of the family just like bonus family uh ferguson is one of the most iconic uh characters of 90s pop culture in my opinion while being a villain of the series it is shown that he does love his sister and the feeling is mutual but the sibling rivalry is a part of what makes the show clarissa um and then i kind of rambled on about comparing Ferguson to Alex P. Keaton. Um, but I love Michael J. Fox. And I just want to say that he has a new book that I'm excited to get. Um, sidebar. I do like Michael J. Fox. And I can tell that since Allie did not mention Michael J. Fox, that she hates Michael J. Fox. Um, I don't know. The, the show is relatable. The show, also Clarissa, you can pop in an episode. Anybody can watch that show because it, even though it is, um, you know, fits the mold of the classic sitcom a little bit more. Each individual um, episode, you can, I'm just rambling, uh, you can watch without having to know the nuances of the relationships between Big Pete and Little Pete and the mom and that kind of thing. And that might be why Clarissa lasted for five seasons instead of three seasons. So, um, but yeah. So, and I think that um, according to, oh, this is rambling on, on a different subject. So it's a different type of show. It didn't rely on – it had such a strong character in Clarissa and in the villain Ferguson that it didn't need to rely on different family dynamics because you got a taste of the family dynamics by how uh, – uh, the kind of person Clarissa was, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And I was going to say that I personally believe that healthcare is a right and not a privilege. The end. <laughs> That's yeah, no, that makes Can I ask sense. A yeah, for sure. Question. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to rebuttal in the sense that Pete and Pete lasted um pretty much as long as Clarissa if you include its shorts and its specials that aired before the series. But also So if you if you add that, then it's sixty five episodes of Clarissa and only fifty five episodes of Pete and Pete. <laughs> Which is almost the same. Yeah, uh, that's almost that's not. Um <laughs> But uh, I would like to look back to last week's episode where uh, Jeff dismantled Ferguson. Uh, So can you get past the fact that Ferguson supports Ronald Reagan? Um, I think to have a hero, you need a villain. And if you have seen The Dark Knight, you would understand that. And then also, if we're going to talk about last week's episode, I I believe believe that Ali – went on the record several times during her interview with uh, Mitchell saying that uh, – alluding to the fact that she would be um, excited about a possible reboot. 
of um of Clarissa. So Allie has endorsed Clarissa being a reboot, but she's never endorsed <laughs> a uh, a reboot of Pete and Pete. Oh boy. <laughs> wow. These are both great. Um I <clears throat> you know, one thing that wasn't mentioned is uh and it's kind of a diss on both of you a little bit because the dad on Clarissa looks like Miles O'Brien from Star Trek. He works the transporter, oh. but he's my least favorite character. So, mm. you know, Jeff, you on like, parts. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Jeff, you could have been like, "Hey, it looks like the, the guy from Star Trek," which I love. But then Ali, you could have said, "But it's your least favorite Star Trek character," <laughs> which uh, you should have. Apparently, known. the actor, the actor that played Marshall or whatever his name is, um, had a really hard time going to like a secondary character role in the show. Um, I don't know why that matters to what the <laughs> argument I'm trying to, but I just think it's funny that he would dis, uh, publicly dis, uh, a kid being the star of a show, but it just shows that Melissa Joan Hart is amazing. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. would you rather watch a whole family or just one character? Uh, if that character is Melissa Joan Hart, <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, Charles Manson, his group is called the Family. <laughs> so I mean, oh, I'm not picking Andy. size, but I'm just so you're, like, I guess it really depends. But if I had to watch a sitcom about Hitler, I probably wouldn't want to do that either. <laughs> so, oh, so no, you're comparing, know. you're comparing, you're comparing uh, Ali to the Manson family, <laughs> Clarissa to Hitler. <laughs> Oh, that's what you know, in the fifties, they actually, was it the fifties? No, no, no. I think it came out in like the eighties. They tried to do a TV no. show called mind Fuhrer and it was supposed to be Hitler in like a normal type of sitcom, but I with like all I've his, heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was supposed to be like, Oh, shucks mom, but it was Hitler. And a lot of people got mad. So, um, well, on that note, uh, <laughs> let's, let's go to category three, which I think is going to be, um, maybe the hardest one to, because we were so young in the nineties, but which, uh, which one do you think uh, had a bigger impact in the nineties? So like I said, Clarissa ran for five seasons, 65 episodes, while Pete and Pete only ran for three seasons, 34 episodes, five specials, six shorts. So even if you round it up, 55 is still less than 65. So just math. Um, and then Clarissa fall. Oh, I already rambled on about that before. Um, it's math. Awards and nominations. Uh, Emmy nomination for in 1984 for Outstanding Children's Program. Young Artist Awards for uh, Melissa Joan Hart and then the guy who plays Ferguson and Sam. They won multiple awards too. Pete and Pete did not win any well-known awards. Just saying. Um, and then Impact. Oh, uh, Seventeen Magazine named it uh, the fourth greatest. Um, no, well, 17 Magazine ranked it number two on their list of the top shows of the 90s, while P&P ranked it at number four, so USA! And then, um, <laughs> I guess to leave it on that, like, it's just math, science, and I believe that Americans should be given a minimum wage. Should not be given a minimum wage, they should be given a living wage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. the choir here. Yeah. And by quoting the magazines, I don't think uh, you have a conspiracy of the left-wing media either. Nope. 
And I'm sorry, like, if I'm going to eat somebody, it's going to be a child, not an elderly person. Just saying. Um, <laughs> edit that out. I'm not a part of the Titanic group. <laughs> not. Oh, all right. All right. Um, well, I mean, 17 Magazine is a very credible source, so I will, I will give you that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I would like to say that Pete and Pete had quite the impact in both the 90s and today. Uh, in the 90s, Pete and Pete had cameos from some pretty big-time folks. Uh, Iggy Pop and Adam West had a reoccurring role. Uh, Steve Buscemi had a couple appearances in guest spots. Um, guest spots also happened from Michael Stipe, lead singer of R.E.M., LL Cool J, and Debbie Harry, a.k.a. Blondie. But also had other stars like J.K. Simmons, Selma Blair... B.B. Newworth, Chris Elliott, Janine Ooh. Garofalo, and William Hickey. Um, so even show regulars Toby Huss and Rick Gomez and Michelle Trachtenberg went on to have very successful careers. And even co-creators Will McRobb uh, and Chris Viscardi are still heavily involved in children's programming to this day. So it's fair to say that the amount of people that were on that show led to some pretty incredible careers over the years. The uh, show also had a house band known as Polaris, who did the theme song, did the song where Little Pete for hears his first uh, tune that he loved in Hard Days Pete. Uh, I believe that's Andy's favorite episode. And they did uh, several songs for the entire soundtrack and recently released a Record Store Day limited edition release, which I ordered and received. And I want to say that the band Polaris shared our podcast page, which is pretty cool. Um, and then, uh, Pete and Pete Pete today has a massive cult following. The AV club did an entire blog of individual episode reviews. Our guest, Brett Wilson has drawn every short special and episode funny or die, uh, did a reunion short. That was great. And just a few weeks ago in October, 2020, the cast reunited to raise money for Pennsylvania Democrats for the election, which obviously paid off very well for the 2020 election with Joe Biden winning Pennsylvania and are still heavily impacted by the show. And people today are still very heavily impacted by the sh- what the show meant to them. Um, and that's what I got for that. Yeah, that's that's all great, too. Man, this is tough. You had some really good points there. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I think know, the I don't know of any really famous good. people that were on Clarissa, whereas Pete and Peter, oh, you know. Uh, Clarissa didn't need to rely on um, famous people. Um, but BB Newworth, that's pretty good because I she's one of my favorites, so I do have to give you that. Okay. I do like BB Newworth a lot. Yeah, she was I, in the faculty. Yeah, and, and the dad did kind of look like the guy from Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost like yeah. a cameo. And also, it was Joan Hart? Yeah, hmm? yeah. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart is a star in her own right. Um, yeah, although I think if yeah. Clarissa had joined today, being, Clarissa being conservative, would they have raised money for Trump? But, oh, I'm sorry, Melissa Joan Hart being conservative. Oh, this is no. Okay. This is a hard hit one. This is good. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, well, you can't uh, argue that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that Melissa Joan Hart is amazing, and and she was in um, a movie once with somebody who is really cool. So that's it. 
<laughs> All right. So I feel um, bad dissing dissing Pete and Pete. I do like Pete and Pete, I guess, and I do. No, I do like it, but I just you know Melissa Joan Hart and uh, Clarissa is like obviously like has te- like you know it's a more well known show. You can find it easier to watch it, um, so you can introduce it to kids more um, in the next generation. And also, like Melissa Joan Hart has you know has star power and like the Pete's don't. You're like staring at me. <laughs> I mean, I think there's I something know. to I think there's something to add um, merit to a show that created a cult following, um, and is still widely adored. No, it, yeah, it's definitely good um, and a cult following. Cult following. Cult. Hey there, Nostalgia Nerds. This is Maria, friend of the pod. Wanted to let you know about an awesome giveaway happening on Notable Nostalgia's Instagram page at notable.nostalgia. Up for grabs is the fall Nick box and a print by Brett Wilson, our guest on episode six. It's pretty simple to enter. Like the post, link in our bio, follow us, follow Brett Wilson at Brett Wilson Art, then tag three friends who love the 90s as much as you do. We'll announce the winner on our December 3rd episode, so make sure you tune in. Contest runs October 3rd through November 30th. Winner will be randomly chosen. This giveaway is not sponsored by Nick Bucks. Now, this is the fourth and not final round. Um, what what show holds up better nowadays? Between what show holds up better, um, I do think that Pete and Pete holds up much better than Clarissa in several ways. Uh, for example, Pete and Pete is presented as an Anytown, so it has an overall feeling of community, one in which many people can relate to, like stern teachers, an off-the-rails bus driver, a friendly postal worker. The Wrigley's did activities all families still do today, like road trips and camping. It has stories of real-life experiences like losing your pet or being a new kid in town or working your summer job. Pete and Pete is also sort of timeless as well as it has sort of a family structure and aesthetic of the 60s, but has the attitude and anarchy of a modern mindset without being aggressive and turning off the viewer. So it can be enjoyed by a kiddo or grandparents alike. Uh, Pete and Pete also did so good at life lessons and took on serious complex issues kids had to go through and handled it with such respect to, to kids. And even to this day, you can cry with sadness or laughter. Pete and Pete is also what I like to call the Lebowski effect. So with Lebowski, I watched that film like 20 plus times and every single time I caught a new line or a detail that I missed. And so with Pete and Pete, you could do that uh, with literally any episode. Uh, so for example, in Field of Pete, uh, there is a slushy drink that is so powerful that the uh, owner of the slushy booth won't sell it. And uh, <laughs> the coach trying to buy the slushy uh, hands over a wad of, of, of bills and says slush money. Instead of hus- uh, hush money, which I thought was hilarious. A, yeah, that's a good joke. This is so brilliantly funny and minute <laughs> right. to the show, but it, uh, if you really dedicate yourself to watching it, it pays off so well. Uh, and it's also a lot like Parks and Rec or Bob's Burgers where those things, where they have things that are named with puns. Um, so if you love those kind of shows, you'll really love Pete and Pete. Um, you don't have to go in today knowing who any of the actors were because the credits just list character names, uh, which I think is a really cool touch. And then lastly, I feel that Clarissa is quite dated compared to Pete and Pete, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but it keeps Clarissa only in the 90s. So Clarissa uses modern-day references uh, of the 90s, like she wishes she had a one name like Madonna or that uh, she likes the band They Might Be Giants 
or that Magic Johnson won the game last night. So those little details, you really need to be in the mood for just having 90s nostalgia, whereas Pete and Pete, you can really watch anytime and you won't need to have to know what those references are. And that's what I got to say about that. No, that's good. I think there's one episode where she's grounded or something. She can't watch TV and she's like, Sam, what did I miss on The Simpsons last night? And that, I, that's weird that that was like 30 years ago. Yeah. There's still new Simpsons on. <laughs> right. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Um. So I think Clarissa holds up better because I think it's a perfect snapshot of youth of that generation and feminism. And feminism is still popular. So Clarissa holds up more than Pete and Pete because uh, Clarissa was the only female uh, or one of the only female lead um, characters in children's programming, while Pete and Pete had two male leads, so that's really groundbreaking. And you can't see it, but I'm, I'm rolling my eyes because it's a podcast. Bling! Um, anything that does seem outdated, um, like from the clothing to the language to the cheesiness to breaking the fourth wall, or when she rambles on about a topic um, and then does like those weird special effects, um, it's notably nostalgia bling so i think that it it holds up best because we are all our generation is um is very nostalgic for the 90s because it was that time where you know there wasn't technology um holding us holding our heads down so we got to enjoy the decade and it felt longer but it was also the first you know internet decade so we were able to actually um put all of our nostalgia into a time capsule that we can continuously reopen. Um, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but, um, but yeah, so Clarissa holds up better because I care about feminism. Yeah, I do too. Good call. <laughs> I, uh, I, in the nineties with the internet, I, I, my, mm. my, I, I remember being on the internet, like when I was like, Oh. 94 my dad was on the internet it was really limited back then we just had some like uh games there's this um skiing game where uh, the um <clears throat> bigfoot would always eat you at the end no matter how you try to get away um so yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> that was it andy that was a very nice anecdote so thank you <laughs> uh, for sure it was a very but no, I think the, like, obviously i think that clarissa is is more outdated air quotes because it is clear that she's living in the 90s but again that's why when we get to the next question that's why that one would make the better uh reboot than pete and pete because why does pete and pete need to be rebooted if it is timeless uh, (laughs) let's say Um, for the next leading into the next question all right i like that well i make one comment yeah 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 Yeah, i just want to say that i i do agree that clarissa um was groundbreaking and having a female lead, especially for a children's program, but it doesn't, it shouldn't, it should not sell short what Pete and Pete accomplished too. Um, both Pete's had best friends who were female leads of the show. Um, and they both had credits. They were both in the credits. Um, and they both treated those characters very well. They weren't your typical, um, female characters. They had their own uniqueness and qualities that were admirable. Um, like Ellen, who is Pete, Big Pete's best friend. Um, she's the one that always has the summer job um, where Big Pete's just kind of mooching <laughs> off the family. Um, and she's also extremely smart. And um, also, too, they didn't make her 
Pete's girlfriend. They made her her own independent person. Um, and then, you but don't know, they get together a couple of times? There's just like a couple of times where they are. Couple, there is a couple episodes where like they bring up the subject of it and Pete like tries to take her on a date, but it never turns into a relationship. Um, and it just sort of cements their friendship. Um, and even Michelle Trackenberg characters, Nona, who's little Pete's best friend is, is super complex and fun. And, um, so I don't, I don't think the show didn't mistreat its female characters. I just want to say that. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, And too, I was thinking, I think our generation was the last one really before the internet boom. So we're like, right, we're the last generation and the first generation. We're like right in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That didn't make any sense, Allie. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like that uh, J. Cole song, Middle Child, where he goes, I'm big bro and little bro all at once. Because he's like, hangs out with Jay-Z. Uh, but he also knows like, God, I don't know, uh, Kodak Black, you know, when he's right yeah. in the middle. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I feel really dumb. All right. So the next question here um, is who would make the better robot? Oh, no. Reboot. Oh. Sorry. My bad. Oh. <laughs> I, was oh, I, I wrote oh. best robot. Uh-oh. <laughs> Jeff, why don't you go while I figure out my notes? Did you, you really a robot to reboot? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I think Clarissa would be um, the most interesting reboot because there's a there's a big lack of intelligent children's programming right now, especially with female leads like Hannah Montana. <laughs> that Sam and Cat, stupid. Um, the only show that I kind of like is this one where this girl has a mom and the mom is played by Tiffany Amber Thiessen who played Kelly Kapowski and Val- Valerie Malone in 90210 and Say by the Bell respectively and she's an amazing actress and if she's listening hey girl anyways um, so there's not a strong voice for kids in television I don't know but um, Jackson always <laughs> has it on and, and I'm like and every time she comes on I'm always like oh that's Tiffany Amber Thiessen Kelly Kapowski and Valerie Malone from 90210 and Say by the Bell respectively and both of them are like I don't give a fuck by your talk you say, you say so, respectively every time <laughs> yeah they don't care but I love Kelly Kapowski and Valerie Malone Valerie Malone anywho um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen you know what Tiffany Amber Thiessen is yeah yeah is she the one okay. that created the first um, uh, hi- hydrogen car no. Oh. <laughs> okay. No, she was in Saved by the Bell and 90210, respectively. Um, I, I honestly thought it was um, the girl from Saved by the Bell, but I was like, no, she was in 90210. I didn't know she was in both those shows. Yeah, she was like the 90s. Besides, she was like the Nev Campbell of television of the 90s. She's almost like the Clarissa of the 90s. You would say so, yeah. She was almost like the like <laughs> Superman versus Batman of the nineties. Um, right <laughs> okay, so I think that having a Clarissa reboot would also be successful because it would have our generation watching it, but it would also attract the next generation watching it, and it'd be instantly successful. And that'd be a ripple effect of oh, we need smart, intelligent, especially females on TV, but all genders on TV and small, smart children's programming. Cause it's not smart right now. I gotta tell you. Um, and, uh, before I discuss my, cause I created a reboot idea. I haven't read this since I was stoned, but, um, so before I discuss my reboot idea, I just want to say that, um, 
that Clarissa's amazing and the war in Iraq was a mistake. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> yeah let's we all agree on that. Um, okay, so now Clarissa, this is my reboot, Jeff's reboot. So if you're listening, uh, creators of Clarissa or anyone else, uh, Clarissa is now a former astronaut who is currently now a teacher at a school where her son goes, because I'm going to switch it up and have the son be, so still Clarissa explains it all. And then, but then it's like gender swap. Like now there's a son playing that, um, the Clarissa air quote role. Um, both characters break the fourth wall to, and uh, Clarissa's character breaks it for more the parents, more for our generation. That's going to be watching it too. While the son uh, breaks the fourth wall and is the narrator for the kids ages 6 to 14 that are watching it. Um, he's almost a carbon copy of Clarissa. His sister, on the other hand, is a Republican like her uncle Ferguson, but not a Trump supporter because Trump um, is a credibly accused sexual uh, predator who's assaulted several women, has put kids in cages, and is a racist cult leader. Uh, the gender swap of – I was really messed up this night. The gender swap of the children would be a creative uh, direction for the story as it will showcase a male in a more sensitive and mature thinking role and a conservative female on TV. Because while I ain't no conservative, I understand that like you know half the country is, so we need to appeal to everybody-ish. Um, besides the Trump supporters, they can fuck themselves. Um, anyways, Clarissa's <laughs> ex-husband is – is Sam, yet he still comes through her window with a ladder because they remain close friends because of feminism. Um, and then there's a chance of them picking things back up towards the end of season one so we can get you know picked up for a season two. And I put in parentheses, wink, wink, for some reason. Um, so yeah, so if any of the writers or creators are listening, um, you should hire me because my ideas, <laughs> my ideas are like crack. <laughs> You'll be, what the fuck? You'll be addicted after one use. <laughs> yeah, some people so, would have said like Pringles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Pete and Pete, Pete and Pete would be a better special, in my opinion, uh, since it's uh, because it is so specific. Okay, it would be a better special because it's so specific to that, that cult following that it has. So I think a lot of people our generation would watch that special, but I do not think that they would get hooked like a reboot of Clarissa Explains It All. More people are nostalgic for it. Clarissa uh, Melissa Joan Hart is a national treasure. Question about your reboot, Jeff. Um, would Clarissa's character mm. um, tell her six-year-old son that only Christians are good people like Melissa Joan Hart did. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, so to, if we're, if we're going to, if we're going to attack um, actors, the big Pete has been photographed wearing pigtails and it's not a good look. Very progressive. <laughs> Um, so to bring in my point a little bit, I think Clarissa would have, uh, to deal with problems of maybe some cancel culture considering Melissa Joan Hart's, uh, questionable past, uh, and conservatism. And maybe people aren't really ready for that, especially this time of year or this time and age. Maybe the best way to reboot Clarissa is with a new Clarissa who's maybe a person of color or, uh, maybe, um, trans or queer identified or something like that. 
But to go on to Pete and Pete, um, to add to Jeff's fact, Jeff's statement that uh, Clarissa would have uh, fans of the old and the new, the exact same point could be given to Pete and Pete. Um, but what Pete and Pete benefits off of is the structure of how it was written and presented. So it could be rebooted with both original cast or new cast or even a mixture of both uh, the Funnier Die reunion. And the Pennsylvania Democrats reunion uh, show that the chemistry is still there and would do really well today. But I even think the reboot would be better with just a new cast. Uh, the fictional town of uh, Wellsville had at least eight other characters that impacted the show in a positive and funny way. So there's no reason that magic can't be recre- recreated again. Uh, Pete and Pete had hundreds of created characters, so you could always reference those in, new- in a new series or simply just build new ones. Uh, calling it Wellsville and focusing on the town would be a sufficient way to reboot the series and still give it the fun vibes of Pete and Pete. Uh, I mean, I, I would for sure watch that series and I would watch any spinoff series that maybe was about the bus driver, Stu or, or Teddy or even Ellen. Um, and as long as Will McRobb and Chris Viscardi Gar- Chris are in charge, any reboot would be a hit. Um, but I, I think a show that maybe, uh, would have new or even a mixture of some of new and old would do the best. Um, Danny and Mike, who played the brothers Pete, do a podcast together, so they could easily be in a series as parents with cameos. Um, and I would definitely watch that too. So, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, for dang, I was hoping that one would be a lot uh, more one one sided because <laughs> I'm getting pretty close. Here. I just I just botch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Let's talk about the robot. <laughs> <laughs> I just Howard Dean it. You just Howard Dean it right at the end. Oh, Should we just funny. insert a bia? <laughs> oh, oh that's great. So okay, so <clears throat> let's just okay, so the let's just recap here. So Andy, you had asked us uh which show had the better family, uh which show holds up better, uh which show had more of an impact. Um which show was the funniest and uh, which show would have the better reboot. So give it to us, break it, break it down. All right. Each so, category and who wins the debate today for the funnier episode. I had to go with Pete and Pete. And that is just because one, that slush fund. I love those kind of punny kind of silly jokes. Ones where there's a joke behind the joke, which I love the Simpsons do that a bunch. So definitely I'm going to have to go with funnier Pete and Pete. Um, bigger impact. I'm going to have to go with Clarissa because I do think, uh, back then being wow. a, uh, at my age, I can't really remember any other TV shows that had a strong female lead for kids. So yeah, I'm going to have to totally go closer sure. with that one. Um, as for the reboot, Jeff almost had me because I was like, that would be kind of fun for both of them to break the fourth wall. And then those two going back and forth, but I think Pete and Pete would have a wider uh, variety of shows you could do, um, different uh, episodes posted where it'd be mainly like over the family. So I think I would enjoy a Pete and Pete reboot better. Um, but as for the family, <clears throat> I'm going to go with Clarissa because I always kind of watching that show. I always kind of wish I had a family like that, like growing up, you know, with like the stereotypical uh, mom that, you know, is like super in health food. And then the dad that's like, Hey, sport and you know, things like that. So I was kind of growing up watching, I was like, Oh, I can't imagine being in a family like that. So as for what holds up better now would be the final tiebreaker. <clears throat> oh man. It's getting intense. I know. Um, I would have to go with 
You want us to like quickly? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I stopped no. moving so you, uh, so you two would oh. think that my camera froze. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you just never get no. the answer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, which hold up, uh, holds up better. It, this was tough and it, it could, it almost swayed both ways, but I'm going to have to go with Pete and Pete. Yes. And the reason why I think it holds up a little bit better nowadays is because it is so kind of wild and anarchist and it's not so, um, they don't make jokes so much about what's current. So that, that was kind of the breaking point. Um, that's one thing why Conan, I think, holds up so well, especially the 90s stuff. Cause he, of course, he makes jokes about, you know, the president and things like that. Cause it's a late night TV show, but all his main characters are characters that could, you know, you could use like masturbating bear. That's funny anytime, <laughs> you know? So that one's great. Um, I did have a, follow-up question if you two tied mm. you guys uh do you two want to do that really quick yeah i want to all right uh who had the better yeah. special guests oh well come on that's not even a question and we'll do quick <laughs> one minute each boom who wants to go first uh i'll go because i think jeff's gonna need to really pull this one out but uh <laughs> <laughs> i mean special guests i'm uh you have william hickey who was from christmas vacation a famous comedian playing grandpa wrigley uh, Steve Buscemi played Ellen's dad. Uh, Nona Mecklenburg's pop is uh, Iggy Pop. Um, you have J.K. Simmons, who's a great actor. Um, also Blondie, Scott Stipe. There's a lot of other musicians I didn't list as well. Um, and probably my favorite on the show is the principal, Adam West, who's just so funny in that. Um, like he watches over the kids on like a little black and white TV screen, uh, <laughs> on the school and it's, it's just brilliant. Um, so yeah, I can't, I can't imagine, uh, you know, even of course I maybe had one or two special guests. Like I think the amount, the, the sheer number of great ones on Pete and Pete would just outmatch it. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's a great answer. What about you, Jeff? Um, James Vanderbeek. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I give up. I, 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 I jo- can see. Jo- Joanna, jo- Joanna Garcia, she played uh, on Reba. She was the oldest daughter. Okay. Um, and, and Wayne Brady. Whoa, so Wayne that, Brady for real? Yeah. But it, oh, dang. Do you remember I what really, he did? Really, I don't remember that. I, I do not know. I looked it up on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, the Wayne Brady might tip it, but actually, oh, this was words. a trick question because <laughs> um, it's actually the Simpsons. They they've had the best special guest. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I'm gonna uh, go with we both got on. Dang it! <laughs> so therefore, Dang Andy it. wins. <laughs> Oh, nice. That was a, that was a shocker. <laughs> no, both great points, though. I mean, I could have swayed, I could have been swayed either way. That last yeah. one, which holds up better. Um, it's just the comedy style I like is just, uh, Pete and Pete just a little bit more, but, but they, I mean, yeah, they're both good. I like them both. So yeah. it wasn't, wasn't like a one sided victory. Um, you know, Jeff, you did really well. Allie, you did really well. And, you know, really, we all kind of won because we all did. did. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that I like, I I didn't know about the comments that Melissa Joan Hart has made, and I need to do more research about it. But from what I'm gathering, like they weren't horrific, but they weren't positive. But it, I think it's one of those things where I think this is another conversation for another day about cancel culture. Yeah. Because of course, I would prefer like a person of color or a. Uh, uh, 
different sexual orientation or uh, gender identity in a in a role of such importance. However, I don't think that when we start canceling every single thing that wasn't PC to today's yeah. standards, we end up with Trump in office and we end up with like 72 million people voting for him. Yeah. So when we when we isolate ourselves to one side, that's why we end up with such extremes. Yeah, and I and I and I wholeheartedly believe that Melissa Joan Hart can separate her stuff to create Clarissa again with proper respects and um I was just trying to win the debate, so uh, <laughs> I need to do more research about but I, it. I think too. And you know, then, she probably would run into problem, kind of like how Tim Allen has with his show that got canceled and then kind of rebooted. Now it's it's ended again, like just because I've he held conservative views. So a few of those, episodes. but she doesn't seem like she's a she doesn't seem like she's a Trump supporter. I think there's no, a difference. I don't think she is either. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then there's a difference between conservatism and Trump supporter, and like that's why I think uh, we went over this before with the yeah. Roseanne episode. But, um, you know, having stories of redemption, not just in movies and TV, but in real life, too, and having a, you know, come to Jesus moment to have a pun in there, or I guess, is, I think, helpful for, like, educating the left and the right and the center. I liked I liked your pitch in the reboot of Clarissa being an astronaut because they, like, they lived right near the – the international space, not state, obviously not the international space station, but like, uh, in Florida where like the, where they do like Take the lift offs, like the space area, I don't know, wherever NASA's located or something like that, that <laughs> I sound like a total <laughs> idiot. Uh, but you no, know what I'm talking to, about? Like where they yeah, do like I used to live in Cape Canaverell. Yeah. I used yeah. to wake up in the middle of the yeah. night and I'd watch so, it and stuff. Like, like she yeah. grew up right around there and they always reference it on the show. So it'd be, it's, it's kind of like a cool little, um, cool little reference to the original. Um, yeah. 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 So I thought that was a, a cool choice. I, uh, I just want to say that Tim Allen show, I watched a few episodes and it, it should have, it probably just got canceled because it wasn't funny. It just wasn't <laughs> a funny show. It was like really tough. And I liked I'd rather time. watch I, a reboot can, of Home Improvement than that. Or Home Improvement. Yeah. I've seen some episodes recently and some of them, they're pretty good. Um, not my yeah. favorite show, but way better than whatever that new show was. Just, I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was lazy writing. Oh yeah, there's not that many. Like I was watching because I love King of Queens, which was started in the '90s, and they Kevin James, who's pretty awesome, had a new show. And after a season, they just brought Leah Remini into it and yeah, tried to I remember that. <laughs> yeah, oh, what? just to bring, just to bring back that chemistry or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, they killed off his wife <laughs> off just to get her back. Did you what? know they did? Yeah. did. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Keenan Queens is a technically a spinoff of Everybody Loves Raymond? Oh, yeah, I love yeah. it. Goes Roseanne number one, number two King of Queens, and number three. I guess I can't think of a number three, but those two are my favorite sitcoms. I just started watching The Good Place, and that's really funny. But um, I heard it was good. So good. Um, <clears throat> but this is a nineties podcast. <laughs> well, I want to say that. So who, oh, go who ahead. Won? Oh, well, I won. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, it's Pete and Pete. But, anyways, uh, <laughs> what I wanted to say was uh, that I, I truly love Clarissa, uh, and I think that was reflected in our interview with uh, with Mitchell last week. Uh, so it wasn't easy trying to tear 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 it down to its little minute details. But um, at the end of the day, I'm watching both shows equally with the same passion and excitement. So, yeah, yeah. What I do is I watch them on the, at the same exact time next to each other with the volume on both of them. I, I don't know what the hell's going on, but <laughs> just listen to the radio and watch TV at the same time. 
Yeah, right. And exactly. I do. Do you like to party? And it was a cheap shot. <laughs> It was a cheap shot about um, Big Pete wearing pigtails. He's cute no matter what he does with the hair. <laughs> um, I liked all your your little um, <laughs> your your political factoids. Like uh, you support the living wage <laughs> and healthcare is a right and all that stuff. <laughs> I do, yeah, and I didn't yeah. hear any of those any of those <laughs> arguments from Allie. I just want to point out to you. <laughs> yeah, and Allie didn't say anything about. Um, Michael J. So, ooh. <laughs> oh, Michael man. J. Now I'm the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Michael J. Fox. Oh yeah, I love him so much. He's so inspirational. <laughs> he had a he had a reboot. He, or not a reboot, but he had a TV show like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it, but sitcom. He yeah. was in the new um, Lil Nas X uh, music video. Michael J. Fox was. Yeah. Huh? Is this a joke? No, like I don't so, joke about Michael J. Fox. No, oh, okay, my bad. Like, okay, no, Michael J. Fox. I think it's I think it's in reference to Back to the Future. Is why why he had that. Oh, that makes sense. Old Town Road's yeah. like a western. Yeah. Oh. All right. Um, anyways, that's way to way to screech the show. To yeah, a we're like hallway well, off topic. <laughs> so the King of Queens, Jesus of Latter Day Saints, King. They're from New York. I don't know. There's something there. Leah, Remini. Uh, Do you see where I'm going with this? I do. She used to be a Scientologist, and she's best friends with Jay. Oh, yeah. Scientologist, not (laughs) Latter-day Saints. What the hell am I thinking of? And she was in um, Saved by the Bell. She was in about 10 episodes of Saved by the Bell. And she was in obviously King of Queens. That's when they were in the beach, right? The beach episodes? Yeah, I remember. That. I see. I didn't like her back then because I wanted Zach and Kelly to be together, but um, so I didn't care for whatever her name was at the time. Tori, I think. No, Tori's that bicycle one towards the end of the series. We should just do an episode about Say by the Bell because the reboot is coming back on. Oh, they're rebooting that. I thought yeah. I made a meme like ten years ago that said "Freedom of Screech" and it was a picture of Screech. I got no love. Oh, did you watch? Did you That's watch really his now? <laughs> yeah. Was that around Every, the time he was like he got his mugshot too? Uh, no, I probably would have oh. chosen a mugshot if I did. I, uh, so, yeah, I can't have to redo that. No, like we've discussed, I'll watch any adult video if there's a, a famous person in it. I appreciate that about you. <laughs> Wait, who had the sex tape? I totally missed that. Vern Troyer. Right, but well, how's, he did, how's yeah. that related to Saved by the Bell? <laughs> no, Screech had a porno. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And Vern Troyer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, just keep bringing that one up. You're like, Andy, sad. we'll watch it. Just give us some time. <laughs> just give us some time. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, stop <laughs> sending us links. We got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Hulk Hogan. They're all good. If all right. Michelle Trackenberg was listening to this, I I don't think she's horrible because wasn't she in Then and Now? No, she wasn't. That was Christina Ricci. Never mind. She, she would have stopped listening by a her. long time before she got to your apology. She's like, not another podcast about Vern Troyer. <laughs> flood in the I think I think that that Michelle Trackenberg would find the humor in a podcast talking about her. I hope so. Yeah, she's yeah, actually I, really I mean, cool. Uh, I follow her on Insta, and she's she's uh, she's very supportive of. You know, LGBTQ community and people of color and all that stuff, and she's awesome. Nice, yeah. And she shuts That's down good. haters. Like I can't. I, I'm surprised Gus. I can't really. 
Oh, I should try to harass her. Yeah. yeah. If she follows, if she wishes us <laughs> a happy birthday, then I will, I will, uh, retract all my comments. <laughs> I just don't think anyone's down. like, Oh, who are you excited to go see the new, the new Michelle Trackenberg film? Like no one ever says that. Yeah. I've never heard it. Oh man. All right. <laughs> anyway. All right. Bye. <laughs> Any last things to add to the debate? No, I, I do want to say that I do like both these shows a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to watch both of them again. I watched them all as a kid. I probably spent, I don't even know, 500 hours each watching, you know, watching these growing right. up. So they all, they both hold um, really close to my heart. Good shows. And it was fun. Yeah, I had fun. I, I'm excited for any future debates. Yeah. Especially with Jeff. Like, Jeff brings it. Yeah, like I know now I'm worried <laughs> yeah. because the Christmas one that we're gonna do or the holiday one that we're gonna do. And now I'm getting nervous. I, do yeah. I should plant the seeds. Ali Ali, I really respected your well thought out thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so well done, Ali. Yeah, I like how you suck up um, to the judge and <laughs> Ali, I That's also great. hate Michael J. Fox, so <laughs> <laughs> I've already- oh, I love Michelle Trackenberg. <laughs> love, love, love. Love, love, love. I'm writing all these down. <laughs> the reference for the episode again. Uh, that's funny. Um, well, hey, okay. um, before we go, um, let's do it then and now. What do you say? Yeah, I love it. Let's do it. This is then and now. This is then and now. This is then and now. This is then and now 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 so for this week's then and now i chose chris viscardi who was the co-creator of pete and pete with will mcrob uh both chris and will started out at nickelodeon in the late 80s writing promos for the cable network uh he went on with will to make 60 uh second shorts where they introduced pete and pete uh which when it ended up getting created into a few TV specials and then a full series. Um, and Chris also wrote many episodes of the series. After Pete and Pete, he and Will went on to create Kablam and write the Nickelodeon movie Snow Day, which was actually supposed to be the Pete and Pete movie. Um, but unfortunately, it was just turned into um, a, a standard Nickelodeon film, which is still really good. Uh, after Snow Day, Viscardi uh, became a producer for Nickelodeon throughout the 2000s. Uh, was also a producer in a show called Unnecessary Roughness. And in 2015, Nickelodeon named Chris Viscardi uh, the Senior Vice President of Content Development and Nickelodeon Franchise Properties, where he is still overseeing Nick's uh, uh, most popular shows like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, SpongeBob, Dora, and more. So he's still killing it with the children's programming. Oh, um, I just got I just got uh, my rights taken away from Instagram again. <laughs> Um, I, I, uh, paying attention to went that. after, <laughs> no, sorry. Like, no, no, no. Well, I was listening, Snow Day is a good movie, Chevy Chase is amazing, um, and then, but no, I was messaging Michelle Trackenberg, and oh. I guess I messaged her too much, and I'm suspended for three days. She <laughs> shut you down that fast? Oh, no, she did it. Instagram did. did. That, oh. Yeah, that extreme left, uh, political stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's great. Um, well, before uh, we say goodbye, uh, I wanted to read a few uh, five star reviews we got on Apple Podcasts. What? Yeah. 
one, two, three, four, five star review. 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 So uh, these are all from last month and this month. So uh, thanks to Lola0003 who said, oh, the memories this brings back. Uh, gave us five stars. Thank you for that, Lola. Uh, Endless Alexandria says five stars, a perfect podcast for all of my nostalgic needs. Especially love the top Treehouse of Horror episode. Nothing makes me more nostalgic in October than Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors. Can't wait to hear more. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Alexandria. That's awesome. Alexandra, that's awesome. Really appreciate that. Uh, and then our newest review uh, came from Kara Rayanne, who says, A very happy 90s baby. As a person who was born in the early 90s, this podcast has brought me the best of both worlds, nostalgia from things that I remember, and introducing me to things I was too young to know. 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend. So thank you so much, Kara. We really appreciate that. That's awesome. I yeah. just want to say, like, okay, let me see. Lola, L O L A, Lola. That's an idea reference. Alexandra. I'll go back to that. Kara, I really appreciate that you care about our podcast. Oh, and Alexandra, much love. <laughs> no, but thanks so much for those reviews, folks. We really appreciate them. Uh, and if you're listening, and if you haven't, if you can leave us a five star review or a rating, um, it really helps us get seen and get the word out so get other folks who can listen to this podcast. So thanks. To, and yeah. thanks to those three who did that for us. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode next week. We will be topping off Nickelodeon November with a conversation we had with the co-creator of Pete and Pete, Will McRobb. So if you're a big Nickelodeon fan, be sure to head to our Instagram at notable.nostalgia, where we are doing a giveaway to win a Nick box and some, are you afraid of the dark art from Brett Wilson, our guest from episode six. Uh, until the next time, Nostalgia Nerds, I'm Allie. I'm Andy, a big fan of Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I'm Jeff, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> See everybody later. Bye. Notable Nostalgia is a production of Big Door Prize Creations. You can find us on Twitter at Notable90s. That's Notable90s. Instagram at Notable.Nostalgia and on Facebook at Notable Nostalgia. Our theme music was created by Isadora Noche Martins. She can be found on Fiverr.com. And our logo was created by Aaron Ughawk at UglyHawk.com. You can reach us via email at NotableNostalgia at BigDoorPrizeCreations.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends and why not? Leave a five-star review. Thanks for listening. This has been... Notable Nostalgia. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.